Can I tell you a secret? I don't like secrets. You know why? Man, secrets are stressful, aren't they? I mean, it's a lot of work to keep a secret. You always got to work to keep your story straight. Maybe you're like me and you really don't like keeping secrets. Well, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6 that there are actually some secrets that are worth keeping. We are in the final installment of a four-part series called The Jesus Life. And today's message is about the secret life that Jesus called us to. That's some things, some secrets are supposed to be kept between us and God. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, Jesus says, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So Jesus says that that there's these righteous practices that we're going to see a little bit later. There's these three spiritual practices that, that Jesus talks about that we're supposed to do in secret. Now, if you're familiar with the teachings of Jesus, you may remember that just one chapter earlier in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 16, Jesus says something that, that seems to really fly in the face of what he just says here, these secret practices. He says, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So which one is it? Are we supposed to do these things in secret so we're not seen by others? Or are we supposed to let our light shine before others that they may see our good deeds? Which one is it, Jesus? Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But let's talk about these three spiritual practices that we're supposed to be doing in secret. The first one is giving. Jesus says, verse 2, So when you give to the needy, don't announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Now they actually didn't like actually do that with trumpet blasts, but Jesus is using extreme hyperbole to make his point. He says, truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Jesus is saying, don't tell anybody so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what's done in secret, will reward you. Now, this is a deep spiritual truth that Jesus is after here. He's not just saying that we give, but why we give. He's after the deeper reason for our giving. You know, when grace first began, Pastor John went to the principal at Key Elementary School where we were meeting at the time, and he said, what is your biggest need? And she said, it's all of these kids coming from immigrant families. They are so far behind in kindergarten and, and some of them never catch up. Is there any way you could help them with pre-K education? And so here is this tiny little church with no money and very few people embarked upon doing a Monday through Friday pre-K program in one of the um, low-income apartments in Arlington. And um, as Christmas rolled around that year, one of the things that we realized as a church is, here's all these families, and then they don't have a lot of resources. Like, we should do something really cool for them at Christmas. And so, man, the whole church rallied around this idea of, like, let's get a whole bunch of gifts and toys, and uh, let's, like, turn the community center into, like, Santa's workshop. And 
we advertised this thing. And I mean, so many families were excited about this, that the line went around the block. And man, it was such a blast to see the smiles on these kids' faces as they got these presents. It was absolutely incredible. This became the most popular event that we did at Grace Community Church year after year. But what we discovered upon some reflection is that we had a problem. You see, we were the heroes for those kids. And that wasn't what this was about. We realized that we don't want to be the heroes. We, we want their parents to be the heroes. And so one of the hardest things that we had to do was shut down this super popular event that we did every year. And instead, check this out, we decided, you know what? Let's secretly give gift cards to the parents. Let's, let's let them decide what's best for their family. Let's de- let them decide what they want to do with these resources. And, um, and I got to tell you, it was really tough because there was just something that, that felt so good about it. But, um, this proved to be definitely the right move because you see what happens is that when you give in secret, it purifies your motives. You get back saying, why are we really doing this? Why are you really giving? Is it to be seen by others? Is it, is it to receive some sort of, you know, immediate reward? Or are you really giving? Because your heavenly father is the ultimate giver and you are made in his image. And this is what you're called to do. See, that's why Jesus says you're to give in secret. And then he says, your father who sees what's done in secret, he will reward you. So the first secret practice is giving. The second one is prayer. Jesus says, and when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. And I tell you what a difference a couple thousand years makes. I mean, it used to be cool to stand on street corners and pray in public. Can you imagine if you went out and did that today, how you'd be viewed by other people? But Jesus says, truly, I tell you, those who are praying in public, they have received their reward in full. Jesus says, we're supposed to pray in secret. Now, I have to tell you, as a pastor, this one's a little bit tough for me because I actually get paid to pray. And so there is definitely a pressure for me when I, when I pray. Um, I am thinking about how am I going to sound? How are other people going to hear my prayer? And in fact, maybe, maybe that's a struggle for you. Maybe, maybe that's why you don't pray out loud. You don't pray in, in certain settings because you're, you are very concerned with how other people will, will hear your prayer. But this is what Jesus says. He says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who's unseen. Then your father, who sees what's done in secret, will reward you. Now, is Jesus saying then that, that like any sort of public prayer is a bad thing? I mean, after all, we're doing group signups today. And in community groups at Grace, one of the, the most important things we do is we get together and we pray for one another. We lift up prayers 
to God on behalf of each other. Is Jesus saying that we shouldn't do stuff like this? We should only pray secretly, only pray closing the door and just between us and God? Jesus definitely is not saying that's the only way that we should pray. But you have to understand, Jesus is addressing in his original audience a, an extremely communal society. See, 2,000 years ago, in that area of the world, people did everything together. They ate together. They prayed together. They worshiped together. They, they did life together. I mean, they were deeply communal. So what Jesus is after here is, again, the deeper reason why we should pray. He's trying to remind us that we ultimately aren't praying so that other people can hear how great we pray. We are praying so that God will hear our prayer. It reminds me of uh, a joke I heard. There were these, these two brothers that were at their grandparents' house. And um, the one little brother was praying in his bed. And uh, he just started yelling out this prayer. He said, God, I pray that you give me this new bike. I pray that you would give me a new phone. And his older brother stopped him. He's like, what are you doing? God's not deaf. He said, yeah, but grandma is. <laughs> so the, the point is, we're not praying to be heard by anyone else other than God. Jesus continues. He says, and when you pray, don't keep on babbling like pagans. For they think they'll be heard because of their many words. So pagans, they believed in all kinds of gods and deities and superstitions. And, and the belief was that, that if you just prayed in a certain way, if you had different incantations or rituals or different sacrifices that you made, then this God, this deity would, would hear you. Jesus says, no, no, it's not like that at all. Jesus says, don't be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Now, these are some of the most powerful words in the entire Bible right here. Your heavenly father knows what you need before you ask him. Jesus is saying, you don't have to babble on. You don't have to worry about saying the perfect prayer. No. The fact that your heavenly father already knows what you need before you even ask him, this is incredible news for you and me. What this means is we can be totally real with God. We can find our way into a safe place. We can close the door. And it's this incredible blessing because we don't have to worry about what anybody hears, what anybody thinks. We just simply are real with our heavenly father who knows us, who loves us, and who delights in answering our prayers. I have to tell you, if you're new to this whole faith thing um, and you're like, I don't really know how to pray. The Psalms in the Old Testament, there's 150 Psalms and they are model prayers of how we pray to God. And what I love about the Psalms is they're so real. They're so honest. There's no sugarcoating. Uh, the psalmist just, they just pray these incredibly powerful and real, genuine prayers. Or maybe you've been praying for a long time in your life and your prayer life's just kind of gotten stale. I would encourage you, go back to those psalms. And just once again, Jesus is saying, find a quiet place, close the door, and just be real so that I'm the only one that you're worried about talking to. You see, just like with our giving, when we pray in secret, it has a way of purifying 
our motives. It's no longer about being heard by others or, you know, what anyone else is going to think about us. We are purely doing this because we are talking to our Heavenly Father who loves us. Now, what about this tension between what Jesus says in Matthew 5.16 and what he's saying here? Remember, he said, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds. So again, which one is it? Are we supposed to do these things in secret so we're not doing them before others? Are we supposed to do them before others so that they may see our good deeds. Well, the key to understanding this is actually the final part of Matthew 5, 16, where Jesus says that they may see your good deeds, notice this, and glorify your Father in heaven. You see, the thread that runs through both of these ideas of Jesus is that ultimately our focus is to be on our heavenly Father. And the question, if you're trying to figure out, okay, do I do this in secret or am I doing this so that I can be shining this light? Okay, here's the question to ask yourself. Am I doing this to make me look good or am I doing this to make God look good? Is this about me looking good or is it about God looking good? Because God is our ultimate aim. Now, final one of these secret practices Jesus talks about in verses 16 through 18. Jesus says, and when you fast, don't look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others their fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. So he says, don't look somber. Don't disfigure your face. I remember when my three kids were really little, like when they were all under five years old, man, weekends when my wife, who's an emergency room nurse, when she was working a 12-hour shift, man, those weekends were really tough. Like I completely have a newfound respect for anyone who is a single parent because, man, I, I would get to the end of that day and I remember... Uh, Becky would be walking in after spending 12 hours in the emergency room. I mean, just, just completely exhausted. She would walk in and instead of me thinking about, man, she's probably had such a, a, a tough day and, and, and really just kind of being focused on her. All I could think about was I wanted her to know how much I'd been working in my day. And so the second that she walked in the door, you know what I would do? I would disfigure my face so that she would know just how, how much I was working. And let me just tell you something. I received my reward in full for that. So many of us, this Lent season, are, are fasting in some way. We've, we've given up something because we're remembering what Jesus ultimately what he sacrificed, and, and we've decided that we wanted to sacrifice something. And I got to tell you, you just got one week left. You're almost there, okay? But what happens is when we fast, it's really tempting to tell people about it because it's hard, right? I mean, fasting is tough. It's, it's a sacrifice. But Jesus says, but when you fast, check this out, put oil on your head and wash your face. Now, don't put oil on your head anymore. That was something they did back then so that it will not be obvious to others that you're fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father, 
who sees what's done in secret will reward you. This is the third time Jesus said these exact words. He's trying to drive home this point. He says, and your father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. Now, what's the reward anyway? Have you ever had crabs from the eastern shore? Those hard shell Maryland blue crabs? I remember the first time that I got to have Maryland crabs. I was out with my buddy Chris. We got to the restaurant. I was starving. And the server came to our table. And the first thing that he did was he threw down this big basket of hush puppies, these little deep fried cornmeal balls. And uh, man, I, I saw those things and I just, I reached to grab for one. I was so excited. And my buddy Chris, immediately, he hit my hand and he goes, Eighty, don't you dare reach for those hush puppies. He said, we didn't come here to eat hush puppies. We came here to eat crab. I will never forget that. That was the best piece of advice that anybody could have ever given me. And by the way, if you ever go to any sort of an all-you-can-eat place, okay, don't eat that filler food that they put on your table in advance. You see, that day, my buddy Chris and I, we feasted on the finest, most succulent crab. It was incredible. My temptation in that moment would have been to just devour all of those delicious hush puppies, and I would have missed out on the best stuff. You know, so often in our lives, that's the temptation, isn't it? We're tempted to reach for the hush puppies, that instant gratification. You know, I'm a people person. I'm an encourager. I love affirmation and approval from others. I, it's just, man, I crave it. Like I, I crave those hush puppies on the table. But when, when I'm doing those spiritual practices, okay, when I'm, when I'm giving, when I'm praying, when I'm fasting, those are, those are hard things. They require sacrifice. They require intentionality. And there's part of me, if I'm going to be honest, and maybe you can relate, there's a part of me that goes, you know what? I just, I kind of want to share that with other people so that they can encourage me along the way. And when I do that, it's, it's as if I just reach for those hush puppies and, and I wasn't waiting for the best stuff. See, here's the reality. The reason that we do things like give and pray and fast is because ultimately we're not looking for the approval of somebody else. We're not looking for them to pat us on the back and say, Hey, that was, that was so great. Man, I'm, I'm so excited that you're giving that up for Lent. No, no, no. We don't do those things for that reason. We do them because we are hoping to experience God, right? I mean, that's the ultimate. That's the succulent crab experience that you're looking for. This is why Jesus says, be intentional. Shut the door. Get quiet. Be still. And when you can shut out all that noise, when you can, when you can resist the urge to, to grab a hush puppy and you can, you can find yourself in a place where you're actually able to hear the voice of your heavenly father, that is what your deepest longing is about. You're not actually craving a hush puppy. You're craving 
that finest crab. And, and you know this because you can remember those God moments in your life. You can remember those times years, years earlier where God showed up, where God spoke to you. So what Jesus is, is saying here is simply find a way to make sure that it's not about all that peripheral stuff. Find a way to make sure it's just about you and your heavenly father who knows you and who loves you because that's actually what you crave more than anything else. Let me pray for you. God, please help us in this life not to reach for those hush puppies, God, to, to hold out. We ultimately, we long to hear from you. We long to experience you. You fill a, a deep void in our hearts that can't be satisfied by anything or anyone else. Lord, please help us to get quiet. Help us to, to shut the door and, and to be able to just connect with you. And Lord, when you do, we just pray that we'd be able to quiet ourselves and we'd be able to hear from you. We thank you so much for this great reminder of what it means to live the secret life. In Christ's name, amen.